Guys, we're back. Yes. We are back. We are back. We're actually going to do uh, our bizarre adventure today because we don't have any NHL news. Wow, that's pretty bizarre. <laughs> that's pretty bizarre. Man, it's it just a day full of just nonstop NHL news update stuff. By the way, what's really funny is one of our segments about talking about um, the awards and the calorie is a bit of a question mark. I think a few days, like the next day after that podcast podcast came out, the league were like, yeah, no, the awards are set, regular season, whatever. Ovi, you get the, the Rocky with Basternak, Art Roscoe, the Leon. So thanks to the NHL for that, by the uh, way. At least we don't have to do another another award show, right? Oh, I'm sure you guys are going to figure out a way to make another one. Well, come. we're going to have to do another draft, right? Because uh, yeah. the, the lottery is going to be set. I mean, we don't have to. No, no, we have to. Right, Daniel? We have to see where the goalie goes. Because, Daniel, if New Jersey gets the first overall pick, he, he, they're going to pick Yaroslav Askarov first overall. I, th- I think so. Alexis what? Alexis Lafreniere who? I don't know who that is. Decent. Mm. I think he's French or something. Some guy. Some guy. Anyway, guys, uh, we have a fun show. We're going to be talking about... Um, a fun little movie, but like before I even go near that, um, there's been a lot going on in the world, and um, you know we had a bit of a talk before the show. And uh, Alex, why don't you just you know have a little word about what's going on here? Yeah. So if you've been watching the news, or if you've been on social media, you've obviously uh, seen what happened uh, with George Floyd uh, in Atlanta. Uh, and the police officer, I'm sorry, I do not remember the police officer's name off the top of my head, but in uh, in Minneapolis, or Minnesota, sorry. It's been mm-hmm. Minneapolis, yeah, but... Um, yeah, and now there's obviously uh, protests around the, obviously around the country and around the world, and there was also an in- incident in Toronto... And just there, there's been so much going on, and it's it's honestly it's pretty bad to see. And I think it's it's good that everyone's really waking up to what's actually going on in the world because I feel like you know we see these incidents happen, and it kind of just gets pushed to the side a lot of the times and. That's really, that's that's not good. And I think a lot of people have suffered for years. And I think we were having this discussion before. Like, years and years and years is not even a good way to put it. Because it's been, it's been so long that these things have been happening. And you start to realize that the steps we've made aren't good enough. It's, yeah. It's, I don't know any other way to put it than it's really bad. And I guess, you know, let's tie it back to sports quickly. I think we've we've talked about issues like this still being in the game. And it is. And it, it, and it really is good to see that a lot of players are speaking out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw Vander Kane. Um, and, and by play, by what I'm trying, the point I'm trying to make is it's not the players of color who are speaking out. It's a, the white the white players who are speaking out now. Uh, yesterday, I saw Logan Couture. I saw Blake Wheeler. I know there was a lot more. Uh, a lot, many more players who were not just in hockey, but in multiple sports speaking out. So it's finally good to see them do that. But I think, you know, if we're looking at it from a sports perspective, a lot more has to be done uh, within the game. And I don't think this is just a uh, sport issue. I think it's a society issue. There's just a lot of steps that need to be taken for it to be made right. Mm-hmm. Uh, well said, Alex. Uh, Daniel, anything to say on the uh, on the subject? Um, no, nothing further. Alex really uh, mentioned, but we needed to kind of say in this like more like on this more serious topic and I guess just I'm praying everyone is safe during these protests and riots and everything, especially in the US and uh, everyone actually too in Canada, I know there's a demonstration as well Yeah. That, 
it's like so far been like peaceful and everything and I hope everyone keeps safe and I like understand what's going on <laughs> absolutely uh, it, it is a bit uh, it's a very sharp turn for us but again um, we, we hope that this podcast can at times be a distraction from you know um, maybe some of the stuff going on in the world at you know at the same time of all these these protests going on there is still the pandemic as well yeah. so it's there's a lot of rough stuff going on, and, and hopefully we can help you guys uh, escape it for a bit. And with that, um, it is Bizarre Adventures today, guys. It is... I have two more. Or I have one more announcement. Special yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. announcement. Or I have two. You know what? First, let's just give a shout-out to uh, Elon Musk. Okay. Oh, yeah. Man, just set people to the space... I didn't realize that the U.S. or NASA specifically hasn't sent anyone to the space in a while. Wasn't like the first time in nine years that an American? Yeah, around yeah since 2011, I right? believe. I because I, I know yeah. Americans have been to space, but they've used other people's. Like they've been a part of different missions. I think India and China. I could be wrong on China, but I, I'm pretty sure India was one of them. So shout out to Elon Musk for make, do it, doing it uh, and uh, being cheaper than NASA. Yeah. Man, if, if we ever want to have a debate on the cost of space travel, I will gladly have it. But what was your second announcement? Um, it's specifically about the show. Mm-hmm. We did it. We did it. Th- are we at a thousand plays? We are at a thousand plays. Hey, that's wicked. Adam made a bold prediction uh, in January, right? Yeah, around there, yeah. I think we that's were fair. at 300 plays, and Adam said, hey, we're going to be at 1,000 plays by the draft. And yeah, we know the draft. We don't know when the draft is actually happening, but the draft would normally happen, what, uh, around the end of June? Yeah, it is May thirty first, and we have hit a thousand plays. So, Adam, next prediction. Um, the next prediction is a very easy one. Uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins will not advance past the first round. No, stop it. With our show, with our show, get out of here. I would like to hope that by Christmas, the YouTube channel is up to thirty, thirty subscribers. Thirty subscribers. Okay, that's our three hundred. That's that's a lot. Yeah, no, if you put the bar a little low, you won't be as disappointed when you flop over it. Uh, you have to fly high. Ducks fly hey, together. together. We yes. need to. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll build up that YouTube channel. It's a little. Uh, yeah. It's a little slow right now, but we're working on it. Yeah, we gotta get it going, lads. So yeah, we-, we have more eye popping outfits. I think that's why. Yeah. In my bright yellow jersey. I mean, we all have pretty decent uh, TV colors on. Alex, you have the yellow there. Uh, Daniel's got the red hat. I've got my blue T-shirt. So I think we're going, guys. But we'll get into it now. Bizarre Adventures. And we are talking about... I don't know about you guys, but this is easily my favorite Star Wars movie and probably my second or third favorite movie of all time. Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. The most underrated Star Wars movie. I think that's fair. This is a movie that I think Star Wars is such a unique little property that you have the generation that grew up with the original trilogy, then you had the next generation that grew up with the prequels, then you have this weird kind of time where, you know, because episode three came out in 05, which is very weird to think. Then starting in 2009, you kind of have our generation where then we started growing up with, like, you know, Clone Wars, stuff like the Force Unleashed games, the Lego games, all this lovely, lovely stuff. And then we get that connection to the prequels. And then the Disney trilogy come out. All this type of stuff. So this is a... The prequels have a very kind of unique cult following. If you've ever seen prequel memes on Reddit, it's one of the best things you'll ever see. Yeah. The third, <laughs> the third movie is the prequel god. It is it, the pre... Uh, sorry, it's the meme god. Sorry. It really is. It Man, like every other sentence is like, this is where the fun begins. Flying is... <laughs> It's, yeah. it's so goddamn funny. But you know what? I think there's some good emotion. And, like, let's let's get this out the way. Because anytime you talk about Star Wars, there's going to be people saying certain things. Mm-hmm. This, as a movie itself, 
does have a lot of problems. Like, if you just take out a lot, like, it, uh, if we weren't Star Wars fans, General Grievous is a coughing robot. That's kind of he. Yeah. Let's just be clear. You know, he wasn't being a very good social distancer. Okay, uh, he was coughing just straight out. Mm-hmm. Okay, he wasn't covering his mouth. I had that was problem number one. What if he had COVID nineteen? Okay, and all those all those lightsabers. You know, that's not his. He keeps touching people's random things. There we go. There we go. <laughs> and and like the the dialogue is pretty crap at times, especially the. It's only because I'm so in love. No, no, I'm in. Lo- it's like I I love this movie, but anytime I see Anakin and Padme on screen at the same time, I skip it. I'm like, no, uh, don't, don't it's do like a this Passover thing. from like Attack of the Clones. That dialogue between the two of them, it just it just it's absolutely just, yeah, unwaveringly pretty pretty missable. Love you. Or you know, in episode two, where Anakin's like, I just killed a bunch of. I just killed an entire clan of sand people. I killed the women and the children. And Padme goes on to not only fall in love with this man, but have his children. Yeah, that's like something too. Just like, okay, you know, condone that type of violence. Yeah, there's, uh, there's multiple. I, I mean, that's just, yeah, from her end. But how about the fact that they all, like, it, it seems very weird. Because episode two and three, everyone watched Anakin just do all these horrible things. Mm-hmm. And they didn't question any of it. You think the Force should have... When Yoda in Episode 2 sends like, deep pain in Skywalker, like, maybe you should have asked him about that. But the real... What saves Episode 3, and again, this is why there's a bit of an asterisk on this review, because if you are somebody like myself or Alex who has just started watching Clone Wars, Daniel or come back to you because you're working on it. That ending working is very much saved in in Clone Wars, so you really get some more uh, sympathy for him. But we'll go into the specifics of the movie here. Uh, What I really want to start talking about is, if you love this film, if you hate this film, I don't know how you don't love the opening scene of this movie. Yeah. Because it is so Star Wars, you know. The massive battle over Coruscant. Anakin and Obi-Wan really look like they're friends. Anakin wanting to go back and help the clone troopers. And it, it ending with them crashing into Grievous' ship and taking out the droids. It is so Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, for sure. That's... Do you know what this movie does differently than the first two? It oh, what's bl- that? Pardon? What's that? It Sorry, blends. It blends it towards episode four in a way. Yeah, towards the end yeah. of everything, like it, yeah. it's a good. Uh, it draws it out pretty well. And I, and and I don't think the first two, like episode one and episode two, really did that at all. Like they seem like completely different, completely different movies. The only reason you re- you know it's Star Wars is because a guy's holding a lightsaber and a guy's named Obi Wan Kenobi. Well, don't forget, like they can't do it too much because again, it is Anakin's story. So I think you have to be careful. And I think you say, like, the thing of going into episode four, it does feel like the end of the movie does kind of rush things into let's get everyone into place for... Because Yoda gave up, like, we're going to get to it a little later, but Yoda gives up versus the Emperor. He really does. And it just seems like, all right, uh, Padme's dead. All right, uh, Obi-Wan, get to Tatooine. Um, Argana, go take Leia. You gotta go to Dagobah, buddy. Oh, by the way, Qui-Gon Jinn to explain the Force Ghost stuff. It does feel a little rushed. Yeah. But, um, Daniel, what do you think, though, of the opening of the opening scene? A really good way to start. Opening? Oh, man. Okay, so, it's pretty funny, because, you know, I'm a little older. So, <laughs> I actually watched the prequels in theaters. Um, pretty funny thing. So, before, the movies used to come out in May, not in December, November. So I actually watched them for my birthday, all three of them. Wow. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, Revenge of the Sith, um, that was a pretty funny one. I watched that with my parents and my sisters. Uh, yeah, I was like amazed. Like I watched that in IMAX. I remember it. Um, my parents also got me the Revenge of the Sith video game for PS2 for my well, birthday. The one that came out like right before the movie and had yeah. the trend. 
Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I got that as a birthday gift before we went to the movie, so that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, when I watched it, I was, like, amazed. Like, I was... I, I don't know. I never had that thing where people were like, oh, they hated the prequels. I just loved it. Like, I think I was just a kid, a little kid going, I want, I, I loved it. Um, I like that they had that good establishment of, they were showing more of, like, the clone, clone pilots. Like, yeah, it's Jango Fett's face. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It just, it was like a confident Anakin that, you know, it's something that you didn't really see with Hayden Christensen in episode two a lot of the time. And it just, when he was in his Jedi Starfighter, it was it was just it was great. You mentioned Hayden, and again, there was a time as a kid where like four straight Halloweens I dressed up as Anakin Skywalker, and I've told you guys he's my favorite character in in like fiction. What do you guys think of Hayden Christensen's performance? Because it is it's very much that at the time and for a few years afterwards, until our generation got old enough to express their opinions on Twitter, that <laughs> everyone very much hated Hayden's performance. So I want to get. I want to ask what you guys thought of his uh, his little betrayal of Anakin Skywalker. Good Canadian boy. Yeah, lives in okay. yourself. Yeah. Um. He, episode two was. You know, it was it was uh, interesting. Episode three was was be- I think it, episode three was much better. Hmm. Um, obviously, there was still some very cheesy acting when it comes to him and Padme. But I think just his, just in general, I think it was much better. Mm-hmm. Because it really, he really showed, and, and, and Daniel, I, I like the way Daniel plays, like he was more confident in that movie. But what he, what was still there was his battle, like his internal battle. And you really got mm-hmm. the sense of that. And you saw it multiple times when he was with Palpatine, right? Yeah. But then he all when he's with Palpatine, he always gives in. There's, I think it's it's like Anakin has. Sorry, Atsy Daniel. Sorry, uh, what do you think of Hayden Christensen in his performance? Oh me, um, yeah, I don't know. Episode two. Okay, when I was a kid, I guess like I just over. I didn't think of this at all. But yeah, like Goring, I'm like, wow, it's pretty bad. His dialogue in episode two, but like episode three is. A lot better, not perfect, but it kind of shows. Like I know that you know I'm probably gonna see this more when I watch Clone Wars, but you know it's like he's more hardened enough from like the progression of the Clone Wars. Yes. That you know he's taken on like that general identity a bit more seriously. Yeah. Especially now that he's not a Padawan. There's um with Anakin, it's it's weird because like you have the um it's a very small thing with him, but. It, it, they show it with that one line of how he wants to go back and help them, but he's a loyal. He's very loyal, and it's like his 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 um the five hundred first, which was like his legion. They love him because he's he's you know he's General Skywalker. He's wicked. Um, and about the dialogue, guys, it's no secret that George Lucas is a fantastic mind. Um, you know, fantastic dude. He was the one who went and got the um the secret rights and the merchandise rights from Episode Four because no one wanted them. Like no one denies George Lucas his talent. He's not the best with dialogue. I think a famous thing, Harrison Ford, when they were filming the original trilogy, said that he wanted to tie up George Lucas and make him read out the dialogue so he could get a send. And I think Alec McGinnis, also the same thing, was like this. I've, I've seen this script and the, the dialogue is appalling. It's quite bad, honestly. It's quite bad. It's quite bad. But you want to talk about something funny. Did you guys know this? the battle George running away when Grievous meets Obi-Wan and Anakin. Yeah. <laughs> Man, they're so funny. Yeah, the droids are funny. Well, my, the battle droids are something else. And, and I, uh, as I watch the Clone Wars, I think my big thing, and I keep telling Adam this, is that the battle droids are so sarcastic yeah. No matter what, like they just say the most sarcastic things, and sometimes sometimes they say it at the wrong time. It's like, no, you're not supposed to be sarcastic. Shoot the guy. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then you wonder why they wanted to switch to uh, stormtroopers. Uh, I mean, <laughs> uh, did you guys also see when that battle little that little skirmish in the cockpit starts? Uh, R two actually like knocks over a battle droid in the background. <laughs> Yeah, 
He is. Also, R2 is really funny in this movie. Do you guys know this? Yes. I mean, even though you don't understand what he's saying, yes. Like when he's uh, when he's fighting the super battle or when he's he's running away and you see him like R2 and then he runs into a wall. God, he's adorable. Absolutely adorable. Um and and we talked about him a bit. General Grievous. A fine addition to my collection. God, he's great. Like beside like we talked about this coughing and that, but like just think how awesome is it that he is a cyborg? That uses four lightsabers at a time, and he looks pretty scary. So, is he's not a human? Like he was a human. What is his deal? Because his eyes look like he's an absolute monster. Um. So there's a few different stories, but like what it was, he was a warrior that like do. It's either he was a warrior that like had to like resort to cybernetics to keep up with the Jedi who he hated, or like Dooku like found a race of warriors. And kind of like purposely tr- like maimed Grievous, so then he could then transform into a monster. Yeah. And the whole and the reason he also looks so scary is because part of Palpatine's grand plan is that they use Grievous as the monster because he's the commander of the droid army. Right. Is to make him into it's kind of like propaganda that he is the epitome of the monster of the separatists and why we have to keep the war going. It's General Grievous, and yeah, it's all this kind of stuff. That, that's why Grievous kind of looks uh, the way he does. Is it's he's he's really supposed to be the epitome of evil in this war. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I remember there's like that short Clone War series, like yes. before the. Yes, I remember he was so intimidating, and that, that was the first time I saw him. In, um, watching that back in the day, and I remember him fighting like like five Jedi at one time. Yes, and so, then Mace yeah. would do crushing is like. Was it? He's like crushing his sternum or something. That's why he coughs. Yes, yes, yes. But yeah, because Windu when uh, when Windu goes to kidnap the Chancellor, Windu like crushes uh, Grievous's like chest, and that's why he's coughing. Alex, what are you yeah, about to say, everybody? He has a heavy smoker's cough. Yeah, he, he's pretty bad. <laughs> like it's bad. Like if he was like a human, I'd I'd suggest going to the hospital. Yeah. Screw the doctor. The do- I don't know. I don't know what the uh-huh. what the doctor's gonna do. You need to go to the hospital. <laughs> um. Okay. Two questions. He yes. he can't. He doesn't have that f- the force, right? That's not General Grievous. General Grievous doesn't have the force. Uh, not. No. There's like a little, a little bit. Okay. Good. I just want to make sure. Quite bad I just he's- want to make sure. And okay. why doesn't he have his own lightsaber or lightsabers? Uh-huh. He does, actually. Uh, again, this is... Okay, a red one. A red one. For those of you who don't kind of know, a lot of the stuff that you're probably going to ask me and I'm going to tell you is based on extended universe and kind of that, like, you know, the, the, the comic books and that, which, again, normally, this is the problem with Revenge of the Sith, that as a movie by itself, there's a lot of issues, but then with Star Wars, there's just so much extra content. So Grievous actually was given a bunch of really sick lightsabers, red ones from previous Sith by Count Dooku, but they were destroyed, and even that, he prefers to use... So Grievous is, like, the best Jedi killer ever. So, like, he really likes using those other ones as trophies, really. But he did have red lightsabers. I think they got destroyed by, like, somebody trying to mess with them or something. He had them, but... And it's not easy to go all of a sudden and try and take more red lightsabers, because the only ones who have them are Dooku and the Emperor, and you're not going to kill them. And Darth Maul's... It, never mind, I don't want to spoil Clone Wars. Or Darth Maul's I already coming. know he's coming back, don't worry. He's no, he he was he was one and done in Phantom Menace, right? Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Don't watch okay. Rogue One. I mean, uh, don't watch Solo. Um, <laughs> wait, yeah. I'm so confused. Can't you make a lightsaber and the crystal inside the lightsaber, de- and then that determines what your what color it is, and that crystal is dependent on your personality? Is that all not right. true? Yes, but the problem is, Kyber crystals are all on Elam, and that's like the Jedi's like spiritual home so you can't really do that and red lightsabers are quite different um you can't just get a red crystal you have to make it bleed so like you gotta like take a jedi's lightsaber kill him with it and then use the dark side to make it red that's so complicated to make a lightsaber so yeah. sadistic yes <laughs> yeah but God. uh yeah, no, lightsabers are pretty wicked. I want to talk about the scene where the where uh, Mace Windu, Kiati Mundi, and the other Jedi's who I'm purposely not going to name to make Daniel upset. They go to arrest the Emperor after. No, Kiati Mundi's not there. Isn't 
So Japanese not just Monday. He's on Maigido at the time. Yeah, yeah, not uh, I mean, Kit Fisto and, like, all the other no-names that I guess what? are all Jedi Masters. They're all great. They all deserve to be named. I want to give a shout-out to Kit Fisto because he lasts so much longer than the, all, all the other Masters. That is he- sad as a kid. That was actually, like, the saddest part for me in the movie when I watched it as a little kid. Not, you know, Padme dying of a broken heart. Not Anakin being burnt to a crisp. The, 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 the younglings getting killed. It was the no-name masters getting slaughtered. No, it's because Kid Fistle won our heart at the Battle of Geonosis in the arena. And then he became my favorite character after that. Actually, yeah, sec- close second is Coleman Traybar, who almost ended the Clone Wars against Count Dooku. Um, before they even started. Um, but yeah, like, that made me so sad. Like, well, he lasted, like five seconds against Palpatine. You know what pissed me off about that scene? Is that it looked like none of them even tried. Yeah. See, this is this is another problem with Star Wars, is you see something like that, and then they have the need to, like, explain it, and then you'll have a Star Wars fan say, well, it's because Palpatine's so powerful. And it's like, no, he just dicked a bunch of Jedi, and it's hilarious. Because, like, those just are like, masters. Yeah, they're all, like, council members. Yeah. And then he, he just kills him in a second. And by the way, Windu does win. Yeah, he wins. Yeah. yeah, Palpatine isn't faking it. Like, Windu, if not for Anakin, like, Windu wins. And by the way, we haven't seen the body, so may still be alive. That's, like, crazy thing I thought about, like, when I started reading more into this of Expanded Universe. is like, is that that much of, like, Yoda and Windu on one, like, their own level, and then all the other Jedi Masters, like, on their own other, like, lower level? It, well, sorry, go ahead, Alex. No, I was just going to say, like, the only reason Mace Windu's on his own level is because it's Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> let's just, let, let's just, let's just put that out there. He's, the, he's like, I'm not, I don't want a green or blue lightsaber. You're going to give me a purple lightsaber, okay? That's mm-hmm. the only, only reason that Mace Windu's on his own level. Now, Daniel, I can give you, Alex has just given you the real reason. I will give you the BS reason. It's because Windu has a style where he uses the dark side against his. Oh, opponent. it's a gray Jedi. It's like a borderline gray Jedi, right? It's. I don't think it's like gray, but it's like he also like channels his own inner dark side and uses it. And Yoda is like nine hundred year old like grandmaster, right? Like hmm, it, Yoda's like are. he's Yoda. Like I can't tell you more than like he's the grandmaster. Hmm. Like I think like, the most powerful beings are like Palpatine. Anakin, if he reached his potential, but if Yoda ever used the dark side, like no one could touch him, like no one could because he's so, just that wicked. What is Anakin like in terms of an NHL player reaching his full potential? So I'd say oh, right. Oh, I have a good one, but Adam's not gonna like it. So he's right now. He's easily like you. You gotta remember at the time of this, he could probably like, he he was gonna beat Obi Wan. Like Obi Wan's on the defense the entire time of the fight, but it, it was his Sith, it was his God complex that screwed him. But like yeah. as a pure duelist, he's better than Dooku, so he's better than the Sith. Yeah, I don't know if he could be. I think he could beat Windu, but I don't think he could beat Yoda. So, and when it comes to potential, it's Wayne Gretzky. Like okay. he's on it, like the the chosen one thing. And again, if he reaches his full potential, yeah. if he doesn't get cut up by Obi Wan, is Connor is you know Wayne Gretzky. But as an actual player. He's easily like Steve Eiserman, I'd say. If okay. Adam's not gonna like this comparison at all. At all. And I and as soon as I say it, he's gonna make a face. Uh, he's like if Mario Lemieux didn't suffer so many injuries. I think that's fair. He's darn good. But imagine what he would have been if he didn't suffer so many injuries. And think about it. Anakin didn't have an arm. Then he just completely got burnt. Like, he's just all but dead. Yeah. Wait, but, is, yeah. is Ahsoka his Yamir Yager? Um, I wouldn't say she's, like, Yager level, but she's, like... Um, That's a good one. But Ahsoka is kind of like, I'd say, like, Luke Robitaille. Like, a superstar, one of the greats, but not one of the Rushmore of Fantastic Jedi. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, man, I, I had notes kind of done up here, but I feel like it's just going to turn into Adam. This doesn't make sense. Tell me the tell me the BS comic book reason. Okay, uh, one scene I really, really wanted to talk about. And this is a scene that means so much more when you watch Clone Wars. But even by itself, I still think it's pretty sick. Uh, Order 66 
And I'll tell you what I like the most about Area 66 is Yoda feels it. Like, that just hits home. He he can feel that thousands of Jedi are getting slaughtered right now. Right. That's pretty powerful, is it not? It is. It is. It gave me goosebumps. I'm not oh. going to lie. And then that's Daniel, obviously. We see Kiati Monday get uh, messed up at... Is it Commander Bakarab? I remember my favorite clone commander. I'm surprised you remember that. Um, yeah, I remember he killed Kiati Monday. Yeah. My Guido. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't say it. Um, Plo Koon gets 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 shot down. That was pretty sad. That was uh, sad. And and then Ayla Sakura is the one who gets killed on Felucia. She's the blue one with the weird. Mm. T- and uh, Daniel, you may have noticed this. Alex, was there anything special about her scene in Order sixty six that stood out for you? No. She so, didn't ignite her lightsaber. That's the only thing that bothered well, me. Because she got shot in the. You ever know that, Daniel? Alex, sorry. Do you notice that? Like they shot her down immediately, right? Like no chance. But they kept shooting her. Like yeah, he... that was a little. Uh, yeah, was a little overdone. Yeah, you gotta feel bad. Oh, by the way, Kashyyyk, Wookies, guys. Yeah. The only thing that okay, the only thing that bothered me. Okay, I just remember reading this part with Kashyyyk, is that Yoda was not the only Jedi Master Commander on that planet. Who really? Else was there? It was it was Luminara Luminara Unduli. Oh yeah, you see her. Yeah. Yeah. But then she gets killed off screen. That is very. That is. Oh, by the way, since we're here, I should probably show on the podcast. <laughs> I got my lightsaber and. Whoa. And it's black. Because wow. I have a white crystal. That means I'm neither Jedi or Sith. By the way, if you wanna, if you wanna know that. Um. It's not a replica Kate Fisto one. No, it's it's not. It's, <laughs> let me ask you guys this. Um, Chewbacca. Yes. Um. Too much fan service? I don't know. Like when I go back, when I went back and watched, I'm like, hey, <laughs> that was a, that was that was about it. I didn't think about it too much. And Tarful, let's go the Wookies. Yeah. Now I, I couldn't find anything official on this, but I'm pretty sure somewhere I once read that. So obviously, Episode Six takes place on Endor with the um, with the with the Ewoks, right? I swear, I saw somewhere once that the original plan for episode 6 was to instead have it as the liberation of Kashyyyk, but it was going to be too expensive, so they went to the Ewoks and that. I believe it. it. They're, they're half the price. Yeah. <laughs> Man, they're about a third the size, too. But like, I, don't, I don't know about you guys, but my one Star Wars wish list thing has always been I want to see the liberation of Kashyyyk as like a big movie or something, but... We should probably get to uh, Anakin's little arc here. And all Anakin seems to have is the Jedi code in the Order. But the Jedi have just clearly fallen so far. Like, Windu, again, like, the big problem and what makes Anakin turn on the Jedi at the very end is, besides wanting to save Padme, Windu goes against the Jedi code and is about to kill the Chancellor. Who, you like, you need to have... You can't just assassinate the Emperor, dude. Like, you need to... We need to have a trial here, right? Uh, what? So you're saying they shouldn't have done the Nuremberg trials? They should have just said, oh, well, okay, don't throw history in my face. This is That's a movie. Yeah, see, I, if this was this before, is a movie. If we're gonna go by proper rules, Algin Kular and Sase Tin would have lasted longer against Palpatine. What do you want me to say? <laughs> That, that's that, that that still bothers me. That scene. Well, it looks so cool when they light their lightsaber, ignite their lightsabers. But like, the entire fight just kind of bothers me. Oh, uh, so oh, quickly about the you know that kid who when Bail Organa goes to the temple, there's the kid who like cuts down the troopers but gets shot down. Yeah, yeah. Do you guys know who that kid is? It's George Lucas' son. Yes, it is. And it's not the it's not the last time he's in either of these movies either. He's uh, yeah, that I forget. was my answer. That was my answer. Yeah, it, yeah. George Lucas' son is in these movies, and he does well for himself as a youngling. He takes a. I don't know how he got away from Anakin. By the way, Anakin kills a bunch of younglings. Let's not forget. Yeah. I remember cool. when they uh they see the security, um man, the security, and um it's pretty cool. So this is just a throwback to the video game. So Anakin there is fighting Sidralik and his his Padawan, and Sidralik's like the swordsman, like I think like trainer in the temple and that's a boss you actually fight in the video game so it was pretty cool oh so what he's like the main like lightsaber duelist dude 
Yeah, then Anakin like fights him and and his pad his padawan at the same time. It was pretty yeah. cool. Man, you know they didn't stand a chance of Anakin there. They really. I love that shot that you see Anakin in the five hundred first climbing the stairs of the temple. By the way, that's so good. Okay. Like, <laughs> so what's up? Uh, you guys were saying it, and I just thought of the meme I saw in my head, and I I can't find it on my phone. I I saved a couple of memes on Instagram for later. There's a meme on I saw on Instagram. So, you know, Anakin walks in, and there's the younglings, and they go, Master Skywalker, there's too many of them, what should we do? Mm-hmm. And then it shows Anakin's face, and it's like, what did you call me? And it goes back to the younglings, and they say, Master, and then you <laughs> swipe right, and they're all standing together, they're all holding red lightsabers, <laughs> because they called him Master. Man. Yo, and let's be honest, like, they really did Anakin dirty, did the council. Like, they are, like, man, he was so insecure that he couldn't go with them and be like, it's kind of like going to your parents when you've done something wrong, but it's like, hey, sorry, I broke the Jedi code. I got the senator pregnant, by the way, guys, and I married her. But, like, they, like, I, I think it's a fair argument that the council are very much to blame for Anakin's downfall because they are just, like, that's why, like, Obi-Wan kind of says, I failed you, Anakin. I failed you. Because, man, they really, really didn't do a good job. But didn't, you didn't see an issue with him being that, with him being extremely close to the Chancellor. And I think they, at that point, they kind of had this weird feeling. Because moving up to that point, the Chancellor was doing all these questionable things. And you even see it in the Clone Wars. He does all these questionable things. And, like, oh, we have to do, we have to get more droids. Then. Uh, Padme says something towards the Senate, and then coincidentally something bad happens right after that, and then the the Republic buys more droid, uh, buy uh, gets more clone troopers. Sorry. Yes. There's that's so the many thing questionable that, uh, things. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's what Luke says in uh, the Last Jedi. He said like the Jedi, like their downfall was was it their their arrogance? Yes, was their downfall. Yes, it yeah. is. They really are. I don't think, guys. I don't know about you. I could tell that that Palpatine was the bad guy. It's pretty easy to tell that he's the bad guy at the beginning I, of Episode Three. Kill him! Kill him now! Kill him! He said, kill, "Like, do it." And then as soon as he says, "Do it," as soon as he says, "Do it," the voice he says, "Do it" in that, Man. that raspy, evil voice you know he's the bad guy and maybe also uh luke i mean anakin should have known when christopher lee turns his head and is like you wanted to kill me that's not part of the plan like dooku maybe you know being like excuse me like cat that ate the canary face maybe that should have tipped you off and when he's like hey obi-wan we should leave him yeah <laughs> That's yeah. laugh when I was a kid. They leave him with not enough time. So no, many not... questionable actions. Yeah. So, yeah. A lot of stuff going on. I think it's just yeah, the the council became really rigid. Also like I don't know, so I remember like reading like at the height this was like what, ten thousand Jedi within yes. the order. Yeah, this is uh, like peak order, like power most powerful of the Jedi, like this is where they are. And, then, and like, there's two at the end of the movie, there's two. There's the the easy two. end. There's two, but there's a lot more. Yeah, that survived. Yeah, um, but we just don't see them. I remember like that contrast you see in like. I like that there's the continuing like there's like it's it's also continued from episode two where it's that whole thing about like the Jedi arrogance or kind of like not like the whole thing you said but. Windu not like wanting to kill Palpatine. So like the second first thing where like they have that meeting at the beginning of episode two where Mace Windu says like we're we're keepers of peace, not soldiers, yeah. and he said they're not enough Jedi to defend this republic. And it's then like, um, they become generals. Sorry, yeah, sorry to interrupt you as well, but like there's also that key part when Obi Wan's like my allegiance is to the Republic, democracy. Meanwhile, like the second in command of the order, Mace Windu's like, I'm gonna kill this politician now. Don't mind me. Maybe there aren't any good guys. He's I mean, frustrated. Like he just saw his three best buddies get like dropped like a sack of potatoes. Kit Fisto. No, yeah. They're, they're not buddies. They're not allowed to form connections. Or the Jedi. No. There you I'm go. I'm telling you, there's so there's so <laughs> many there's so 
So they wouldn't have a podcast like this then, I guess. Imagine a podcast, Mace Windu, Kit Fisto. So I say Ted and Elgin Kular. And then then there's a second one. It's Obi-Wan, Master Yoda, and um, give me another Jedi. Pablo Joe. Yeah. Who? Okay, so... um, you know that guy with like the drop down eyes with the orange face and the blue lightsaber. You see him in the arena battle. His name is Pablo Jill. But like in his like story, he gets killed by uh by General Grievous. Oh. Ah. Oh. Okay, so yeah, who would I, be like, the third podcast host with Yoda and Kenobi? Um, I'd say Plo Koon. He's pretty Plo wise. Koon. He's one of the uh, he's one of the pretty well known masters. You guys not gonna go like, with Coleman Trebar? Hmm. Podcast welcome yeah, to freaking. <laughs> Are you saying I'm Yoda? Mm. Mm, podcast welcome to the. Oh, welcome! <laughs> Wait, like, to the two hundred one podcast. We welcome you. <laughs> Screwed. The senators are. <laughs> from the sharks. See the comeback I did with the force. Not see evil chair, evil chancellor. I did not see the least blowing a three-one lead. I did. <laughs> Strong with the force, McDavid is. Um, man, I don't true even crime know. Spe- true crime speculation is Palpatine who we really think he is. What do you, what do you mean? What? No, you know, like, you know those, you know those true crime like speculation oh, yeah, podcasts yeah. where it's like, yeah, do we really know? If this is guy. Somebody to the Empire. The Emperor. Emperor. Is he the Sith Lord we've been looking for? <laughs> Chancellor Palpatine equals Emperor? A Sith Lord? Well, I mean, did you not see his ego evil cackle, like cackling when the new war bill has gone? Excellent, Anakin. Excellent. Mm. Like, he is oozing the dark side. Chancellor is Emperor? What? Chancellor. Chancellor, Chancellor Three Lur is champion. I don't know. Um, this is something I really, really wanted to ask you guys. So, a criticism from the the prequels are the choreographed lightsaber fights. Now, Anakin versus Obi Wan, I love it because you have great music, the battle of heroes, a uh, duel of the fates is is kind of linked in there, and at the same time you have the um, kind of edited in Yoda versus Emperor fight. When in the uh, the sequels, the sequel trilogy, the Disney ones, um. Kylo Ren, whenever he's in the lightsaber fight, it's just, I'm gonna hit you freaking hard and brute force. And it's very much the choreographed fights of the prequels compared to the rough hack and slash, is how I have it on my notes, of the Disney trilogy. What do you guys think of the kind of difference between the lightsaber fights of, uh, think, of the trilogy? Um, I think, okay, George Lucas mentioned this before where he did it a specific way in the prequels because he's like I wanted to show the prime of the Jedi I wanted to show what they are where they are like you know at their height and then um, he talked about like first with the original where like you know it's Darth Vader and then Obi-Wan it's like you know kind of like the old guard and then with the Disney ones I know he talked about like with Kylo Ren's like his his fighting style is more like of a brawler and it kind of goes with his lightsaber I think I mentioned this with the episode 9 episode uh for this for the podcast where he has an unstable kyber crystal that's why he has the two ends to kind of balance it out and he like if you could tell his blade is really unstable right. so yeah. like he has that brawler style i think it's very fair it's very fair what about you alex were the jedi ever really in their prime yeah were they, they though they were all i'm just putting this out there just putting this out there that the entire time the chancellor was in power Chancellor, in quotations, he was the Sith Lord they had been looking for. Yes. The entire time. What you got? So there were only ever two Sith, right? Like it's a big, like the rule of two is very, very important. And at the same time, I think they kind of thought Dooku was the master because he's the one heading up the um, heading up the uh, the Separatists, right? Yeah. And at the end, well, as you know, because I think, I think in episode two, no, Dooku's like, hey, I'm a Sith. What up to Obi-Wan? So, like, plus, at, at the same time, you got to think it's a bit wild that Palpatine's plan kind of worked. And he started two wars, two armies, and he got away with it. It is fair, but um, to the but uh, um, to the question of, of the lightsaber fights, what do you think? 
Honestly, I, I didn't notice. The difference. Oh, you did it. Should I just move on? Oh, well, what you you can give your opinion if you want. Um, no, yeah, Dan <laughs> said it there. Like you gotta think. So this is the Jedi at their best. They have a whole temple in that. You know, it, it makes sense that they would have like this big organized kind of like. Of course, they should be the most or like choreographed. Like they they're all like there's thousands of Jedi that all are like trade in certain fighting styles. Of course, it's going to be kind of like fancy whoopity do when instead of you know. Kylo is kind of learning to be a, like not even a Sith, but like a dark, basically a Sith, but not really on the fly. Same with Rey. I never saw Luke teach her how to use a lightsaber, right? So yeah, no, it makes sense. Lay, to me. What, who taught her how to use a lightsaber? That's what of I mean. <laughs> so many plot holes in that series. Um, God, there's so much wrong with that. Those three movies. I don't care what anyone says. No, no. Force Awakens is good. No, it's not. None of them are good. None of Force them are good. Force Awakens is a good movie. They make, they make, like the rest of them, like four, five. It's like a disgrace to four, five, six. Ugh. That's what seven, eight, nine is. Episode six isn't a good movie. Okay, let's get that out the way. It's not good. It picks up like after. Okay. Uh, but Jabba's, like uh, seven, eight, nine are not good movies. Nine, eight, and nine, especially. Okay, yeah, I like you know, that. Uh, the eyes she showed out. Especially, this <laughs> to be clear. No, no, I think I think it's very fair that episode four and five. Okay, let's just let's get into this debate. You know what? Forget about the rest of this. Uh, we'll we'll finish off talking about Vader and that at the end because I think that's really the most important part of the movie. Yeah, and uh, I have something to bring up too because I think they really screwed up with the, the general Star Wars fans, not the. Like, not the ones who go deep diving into everything. Okay, hold on. Alex's point. Okay, I'm just going to put that. Okay. Okay, I'm, I'm going to give you my brief thing here as someone who is a, a Star Wars fan and somebody who is very critical of movies. Okay? Episode 4 and 5 are good movies, period. And, number and 1, the, number the, 2 on the list of 9. Yeah. As, yeah. as a strength, and the best part about them is you have to watch them together. Episode 6... Has a really good. It's the same thing as Rogue One. It has a fantastic third act, and Lucas took the chance of humanizing Vader. Which, like, would you? I wouldn't have tried and made, made you know, humanize Darth freaking Vader, right? But like, beside that, the Ewok stuff is bad. Han Solo should have died in Episode Five. Harrison Ford himself has always been a very big fan of that. Like, like, and he's not a good character in Episode Six. He's not. He really isn't. Um, Luke's plan at to get into Jabba's palace is the stupidest thing ever. Somehow Han Solo doesn't realize that, oh, oh, hey, there's Lando. Last time I saw you, you turned me into a bounty hunter. I'm going to trust you. There's a lot of, and, and I'm sorry, yeah. Ewoks are dumb, and it's dumb how the Empire fell for that. Episode 1 is a boring movie, and episode yes. 2 is mad. But episode 7 is a good, damn, nice reboot. All right? It, it, it just is. I disagree. Finn's arc is so good, but then it's wasted by the other movies. Force Awakens is a perfectly fine reboot to the series. I disagree. I th okay, so what do you I, not like I, about I think episodes? 7, 8, and 9, all three of them are cash grabs. They're all cash grabs. That's what they are. That's exactly, in my opinion, that's what they are. There is no... There was no good reason. Why was why was Harrison think about it like this? They needed a way to connect the old fans to the new fan, to old fans to the new movies. And how did they do that? Bringing back old characters. Do you know what they could have done? Started from scratch, just like what they said they're going to do now, right? They said, but "Hey, the this got same thing." Right, and the prequels aren't as good as 4, 5, 6. That's established. But it fix it finishes the story, correct? It says, hey, this is who Darth Vader is. Mm -hmm. What purpose does 789 have to the first six movies? Because I don't think it adds it adds anything to it. It's really about like it like the core of episode seven, eight, and nine, or well no, because okay. From what I could tell from where episode six plan was, and I do think there are original type of characters, Finn is a child soldier. 
Like, we have never, like, George Lucas has always been very, very poignant in saying that stormtroopers don't have faces because they're supposed to just be cannon fodder. But then what right. they started to do in Episode 7 was you get a unique character in Finn who, guess what, is a child soldier dragged into the Empire, right? Kylo Correct. Ren is as as bad as the first three movies kind of made Anakin, and without taking Clone Wars, kind of the flaws he has in Episode 3. Kylo, actually, you believe his hearted. You believe the problem. And I think Han Solo, again, he should have died in Episode 5, but they did the right thing killing him off. Now, there's issues in regards to, like, man, did you really need, like, the Luke stuff was kind of dumb in that. Yeah, but I, I, I'm not going to disagree with you in the episodes. Like, I'm not, like, Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker, we've talked about plenty. But, like, I look at Force Awakens, and I'm like, is it a new hope kind of redone? Yes, but it's not, like, Ray. Is pretty. I think still think she's pretty damn good in the first movie too. It's and not, it, but it's a the thing. The issue I have with seven, eight, and nine is that they're all cash grabs. They're all cash grabs, and they have no. To me, if I watch, if someone said, "Hey, what, what, how should I watch Star Wars?" I'm why watch seven, eight, and nine? They don't add anything to the first six movies and you only get an actual good reference to uh palpatine in the ninth movie and yeah you get the throwback to darth vader but to me I, it it didn't add anything to the story it felt like three separate it felt like three separate movies in a in a trilogy that had throwbacks to the first six that's the issue okay, i had with them so what's your issue of episode seven though by itself I get you don't like the trilogy. It's a, it's yeah, but a cash grab, that, and I don't think it has it adds anything to adds anything to it. Yeah, well, it's I I think it's very difficult to see a movie is bad because it's a cash grab. Everything is. You think everyone's like, oh, you know what, guys? Let's remake the Lion King in live action because that hey, was an absolute cash grab. There was yeah, no I mean, need to do that. There was zero need to do that. I still want to know what your issue is with episode seven because all you've told me is cash grabbing that. But I want to—I want to know what was your issue with the movie itself. The fact that they restarted Star Wars already that ruined it for me. Already right. ruined it for me. All right, let's. This is about episode three. Well, I, I, I. All right. Um. Oh, hey, Daniel. By the way, how are you? What do you think of episode seven, Daniel? Me, um, you know, I believe the episode's on episode three, so, you know. Sorry, you know, that's very true. Okay, so we'll go with it then. Um, Do you guys, this is something really curious. How did you guys feel watching the end of of Obi-Wan versus Anakin and the whole, like, you know, you were the chosen one. It said you'd bring balance to the Force, not, sorry, that you would destroy the Sith, not join them, bring balance to the Force, uh, not leaving in darkness. You were my brother Anakin, I loved you. What was it like for you guys watching that scene? Because I, I, as a big Anakin fan and, and, and such a big Star Wars fan I am, it was hard for me to watch. So uh, starting with you, Daniel, just because me, me and Alex had a bit of a... <laughs> I want to get you talking here. So how was how did you feel about that last little scene with Anakin and Obi-Wan? Uh, the first part was, you know when like he cuts off his leg? Obi-Wan cuts off his leg. I didn't, like, I didn't think that was going to happen. Like, I'm like, oh, okay, I guess they're going to show us that. And then... Um, that whole part where he's like, when Anakin screams, like, I hate you. I'm like, yeah, there's no coming back. <laughs> this guy's, like, bad beyond belief. That's very fair. Uh, there's a, before I throw it to you, Alex, there's a deleted scene, actually, where um, Anakin's eyes go blue, and he asks Obi-Wan to help him, but they cut it off, I think is the right decision, by the way. Um, by the way, Sith eye color is important for a little thing. But, uh, Alex, what do you feel about the scene? Yeah, it was it was very emotional. And I think if you, well, for me, now that I'm, halfway through uh clone wars that i think you don't get enough of their relate i think if you watch clone wars you really see their relate the relationship between obi-wan and uh anakin develop and i don't know if episodes one and two really give it just give it enough like show it enough so to watch it after what, like even just getting halfway through, it it's just it has a different meaning. It's funny you say that. Um, it's, it's that's a very good point because in episode two, if you guys watch it, Anakin and Obi Wan, 
they're together in the beginning of the movie, and then they split them up until the very end. It's and in episode one, Anakin's a kid, and he relates more with Qui Gon. Um, so you get a sense almost like it's Obi Wan didn't even want to because I mean Obi Wan's a Padawan still in Episode One, so you really don't get to build on their relationship. If anything, that's the biggest problem with the prequels as it is. Um, and I wanted I don't care about Padme and the kids because that's a whole plot issue because Leia says he she remembers her mom. You don't remember you when you were first born. Um, but Force this, remembers. I don't know. Stop it. But <laughs> what about Anakin gets the suit on? James Earl Jones is doing the voice. Darth Vader is here, guys. And especially with that last scene. Well, it's not the very last scene. That's with Luke. Um, but the scene of there's the shell of the Death Star being built, and you have Tarkin who's just walked away, and Vader and the Emperor right there. Darth Vader is here. Anakin, fall, Anakin Skywalker has fallen to the dark side, and there's no turning back. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, a new hope coming, you know. Stop it. Stop. Yo, Kid, 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 Kid Fistel did not die in vain. <laughs> Will there be a next hope? Find out next time. Oh, God. Um... <laughs> well, what's the, I know you want to bring up this point, Alex. I feel like we talked about it before the show, so what's up? Um, you know, I think they really s- screwed a lot of people over with this uh, four-seal thing. Right, okay. they, t- they talk about it in they, they talk about it in episode nine, and I think what, in my opinion, is is that they really screwed screwed a lot of people over. In like, if I'm not watching Clone Wars or all the other shows or reading the comic books or whatever else, like the in the extended universe, what's the difference between force healing and what Palpatine talks about in episode three? And as in when he's saying, like, saving the people you love? Yeah. And saying you can stop them from death. So, okay, this that's a very good question. And I know you have the answer for it. Kind of. Um, so, again, with Star Wars, there's two answers. There's the real answer, and then there is the kind of complicated one. Uh, the, the, the real answer is, first, oh, for, like, force healing, I think, is a bit different than, like, using the, like, what... Sidious talks about is like manipulating the metachlorians and life and stuff like the whole like science that takes away the mystery of Star Wars you know that kind of issue when force healing kind of felt like an ex machina type thing with Rey like the answer is like force healing wasn't even a thing um, so it was a, a lot of people seem to think that it's it's a manipulation that Sidious is using to try and get Anakin because listen going back to episode 2 he was going to kill Padme. Like, that's the only thing. He's like, Dooku, kill Padme. Dooku goes sends Jango Fett to go kill Padme. Uh, right. Cosmo right. and our Variety Hour is a really good YouTuber. And he breaks down all the movies. And he talks about just how dumb the assassination plot on Padme is. But like, he was never going to help her, right? So I think there is... But at the same time, Sidious doesn't really lie. And this is something... I don't know if you were on the call yet, Daniel. There's this really kind of cool theory that I'm a really big fan of. So... Apparently, if you break down the audio, Vader's heart stops, and then it only goes a few seconds after the mask goes on, or, you know, it takes him a second to start breathing again. And at the same time, there's this really beautiful song, and it's like an opera type of thing of, I love Pat Padme, I failed her, right? Um, and at the same time, this is edited with the scene of Padme dying. And Sidious has that line of, in your rage, you killed her. Now, at first face value, that's like, well, that's when you force choked her on Mustafar and that, but she lives and, you know, goes on to have the kids, right? Now, the idea is that Vader using the dark side, or maybe Sidious or maybe together, we don't quite know, because Sidious senses he's in danger and goes to save her. There's some sort of thing with the dark side that kind of steals Padme's life and kind of resurrects Anakin or Vader in that sense. It. I, I, that's the best I can give you, really, Alex. Is uh, when it comes to the force heal thing. See, but you had to know more about it than just yes, watching the movies. And yes. I think they. And I think like I have two memes right here. Yeah. Just about it. So I'm gonna. So you know, Anakin and uh, Palpatine. They're sitting at the Senate. I don't remember uh, what they were. 
about to dis- or maybe it wasn't the Senate. Maybe they were they were watching that show, and there, it looked like they were bubbles. Still don't understand why someone would pay to watch that. Looked really well, boring, to be honest. He's a fun fact. Palpatine loves that. It's so weird. He love that's a big part of his character. He loves going. Yeah. But continue. I, okay, it's so weird. he's talking about uh, Darth Plagueis, right? Yes. So Anakin and he and he explains the story. So Anakin goes, "Is it possible to learn this power?" Uh, Palpatine says, yeah, your grandson and my orphan granddaughter both did it without learning how. And then it goes to the credits, written and directed by George Lucas. Yeah. That's fair. Man, there are there have been some pretty good memes ripping Ray. I, I will I will say that. I have a second one. So you know the scene where uh, Anakin wakes up uh, after having the nightmare or the yeah. sense that um, that she Padme is going to die. Yeah, pa- vision. So uh, Anakin says, I had a vision of you dying in childbirth. And then Padme goes to him, don't worry, Anakin, you could just force heal me. And he, and he goes, oh, right, I forgot about that. And then it cuts to the credits. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wish movies... I would do that because that would be funny. I've seen in one movie ever and I can't remember what the actual scene was. Do something like that where they make a joke of something that actually happened and it cuts to the credits. And I thought the movie was over. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. um, To wrap up here, I'm going to ask each of you your favorite character and moment from the movie. We'll start with you, Alex. Um... is it bad that I want to say Darth Vader? No, that's fair. I think Darth Vader is the best villain of all time. Thanos has nothing on Darth Vader. I think that's very fair, by the way. I and think that's very fair. I saw a poll and Thanos had the most votes. I just think that's because Thanos is the most recent big villain. But I think if you do a proper random poll, a proper journalism random poll mm-hmm. it'll be Darth Vader okay but before we move to me can I ask you one question yeah well you have so, to say your favorite moment first you yes know? wait so Alex wait who's more bad the Galactic Empire with Darth Vader or the Boston Bruins ha <laughs> 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 oh the Boston Bruins alright yeah I agree Bruins. uh my favorite moment Man, I don't know. The suspense, the suspense is killing me. I don't know. Just, I mean, there's got to okay, be something. Okay, let me think about it. Daniel, let Daniel go first. Okay. For me, it's kind of like a... Don't say kiss face, nostalg- Don't it's say It's a nostalgic face, thing. It's a nostalgic thing for me. So, like, it's okay, it includes him. So, it's a part where I, I think it's a great tracking scene where Windu and the Masters walk into the office and then the doors open for them. Yeah. Um, I think that was a really cool part. Um, and then, like, basically the whole Order 66 thing, because it really does hit you. And I just remember, uh, as a kid, playing the old Star Wars Battlefront on my original Xbox. Yeah. yeah. Before I, I remember, this before I just went to straight PlayStation. Sorry, guys. Um, there's a, there's a, when you're the 501st Legion, there's a level yeah. where you play as, it's called Nightfall. And you actually attack the temple, and I'm like, this is insane. It was like the hardest level for me because I remember it's like impossible to kill the Jedi. Wasn't it like, sorry to interrupt, but it was like, I remember the night the Clone Wars ended. It was so quiet. The 501st were quietly transferred back to Coruscant. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, Jesus. Yeah, that was good. That yeah, level yeah. was so good. Okay, I have my scene if Daniel's done. Yeah. Um, the The scene where. General Grievous and Anakin first meet. Thought you'd be tall. <clears throat> it would be old. Yeah, either that one or uh, the I have the high ground. Oh, I love those memes. I have the. <laughs> it's over. I have the high ground. Man, there's a. And sorry, um, Daniel. Who is your favorite character? And if it's if it's a no name Jedi. I swear. <laughs> it's Kit Fisto, man. I'm telling it's you. It's Kit Fisto. I'm not. Yeah. not I'm not going to relent on that. <laughs> it's funny how he sounds 
No, I'm not gonna say that. I'm not gonna say no, that. Say it, say it, say it. I was gonna say, like, why does he sound Jamaican in the Clone Wars series? Yeah, I don't. I never understood that. They need to. Uh, they need to. And he just happens to be the like the water like dudes. Like it's it's a bit. It's a. <laughs> see, you understand why I'm, I'm careful to say that with everything yes. going on. That, that's a. It's very quite on the nose for me there. But like, I like Fisto's a great character in Clone Wars. Uh, he doesn't. He's not afraid to rip Grievous. There's some good arcs there. Um, I'd say Jesus. So you're sorry. And, and and Alex, you said it's either when Grievous meets Anakin, or what was the other one? Sorry. Uh, I have the high ground. I have the high ground. That's fair. That's fair. Man, every if you watch a lot of Star Wars videos, there's always going to be a guy who has the username Obi Wan Kenobi saying they would have won if they had had the high ground. Yeah. <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. Um, for me, my favorite's obviously Anakin, and my favorite scene is is probably Anakin, like the edited part of Anakin and Obi Wan, as well as the fight with um, Sidious and Yoda, because that's just I really like that. So like that the fight, cool. yeah. and, and when Sidious and Yoda are throwing the Senate seats at each other, yeah, are really really cool. Too bad Yoda gave up because he's a coward. Got tired. And, Whoa. I've been waiting a long time for this, my little green friend. <laughs> Pretty dumb. You know what we should do an episode on? Um, what? How we're, we'll do an hour-long episode. We'll take uh, pre-World War II and World War II events and make a timeline of them compared to the Star Wars one because I guarantee you we will find so many similarities. Uh, man, I'm trying to think of like a big Clone Wars battle. Um, God, there, there's one on like a shipyard. You can say it's it's kind of like the attempt of Battle of the Bulge in World War II, when like the Germans try and like cut out the supply lines and like this certain planet with like the big shipyard for the Republic. But yeah, you could probably get some like that. Oh, for sure. Just make a timeline. Yeah. Not happen. It's a lot of work, but I am down to do. I will gladly talk more Star Wars. Yeah, I want to go back to the old Battlefront games now. Yeah, man. Hey, play. Hey, Daniel, have you started playing Fallen Order yet? I didn't buy it. Uh, do it. And and Alex, you were playing through it. How far did you get? I'm not done yet. I haven't been playing Fallen Order lately. You need to get on. The... I will. I will. Yesterday. Uh, is that everything, guys? I think so. This was fun. Yeah, great movie. Um, fun movie. Um, all right. If that's everything, then, ladies and gentlemen, if you enjoyed this, look at me on the YouTube channel. If you like this episode, like and subscribe. You want to leave a review and say what you'd like us to talk about next. What is your favorite Star Wars movie? What is character. Star Wars. What? Character. And character. You will follow us on our social medias. You will check out Alex's new article on his blog about the playoff performance where he says some good Lobachuk that I wanted to call him out on, but I will on our next lucky episode. <laughs> check out Daniel's Twitter as well and all that. And check out my YouTube channel. This is indeed the content you are looking for. <laughs>